on the second half of Revelation 13. And we talked about, uh, there's two beasts in this chapter, and we kind of divided it up well. We talked about the first beast last time, and we're going to talk about the second beast this time. So, let's, let's real quick go over what we talked about last week. Um, so John is, sees this beast rising up out of the sea, and I think John assumes that, well, we don't get an interpretation in Revelation of the beast and stuff, but we do get interpretations of the beast in Daniel. And so if you have Daniel, then you're able to look at Revelation and say, oh, okay, it's the same thing. I can see what's going on here. And we can use the same interpretation used in Daniel for Revelation. So what were some of the characteristics of the beast we saw rising up out of the sea? Seven heads, yep. ten horns, ten, uh, ten crowns. Yep, seven, seven crowns. This time it was ten crowns. Ten crowns. Oh, ten the dragon had seven crowns, but this time... So you guys were making fun of me last time, Sister Melinda, with the dragon, because I said he had ten crowns. <laughs> and you're like, oh, he doesn't have crowns on his horns, but the beast, the you're, beast does. Your notes yeah. are wrong. Like, huh? Your notes are wrong. That's probably what confused you. Yeah, my notes were wrong. Did anyone come up with a conclusion why it had, like, seven heads and ten horns? Well, we take a look at Daniel 7 last time, and does anybody want to summarize what happened in Daniel 7? All of us. Somebody want to fill me in? Somebody fill in Brother Ed. He didn't. He doesn't know. So in Daniel seven, Daniel also sees he sees multiple beasts rising up out of the sea, and he sees um, uh, a lion that has eagle's wings that get plucked and then it stands on his feet like a man. He sees a bear with three ribs in its mouth devouring much flesh. He sees a leopard with four heads and the wings of a bird on its back. He sees and then he sees a great beast with ten horns. And the horns are doing weird stuff. And one horn in particular is saying a bunch of blasphemous stuff. And then the Ancient of Days sits. The judgments, uh, the judgment, the books are open. The judgment is set. Actually, I don't think it says the books are open in that one. But the judgment is set. The beasts are judged. And um, their, their power is taken away. Their dominion is taken away. And so then Daniel grabs somebody who's standing there. Because there's like thousands of thousands of people at this judgment. And he says, hey, what's, what's happening? And uh, whoever he talking to so if it's an angel or whatever he's talking to somebody in this dream and the person tells him um these four beasts are four kings that will rise up out of the earth and the fourth beast is the fourth kingdom that's going to be different than all the other kingdoms that came before it and and it's going to fight against the saints of the most high but then the lord god will take away the dominion and give it to the saints of the Most High. And, and also part of that was he sees the Son of Man, so this human figure rising on the clouds and receiving dominion and authority from the Ancient of Days. And so then Daniel, that's, that's Daniel's dream. And so we were looking at the beast in Revelation, and in Revelation, like she said, there's seven heads, ten horns, ten crowns. We also saw some other things about the beast. What else did we see? He was looking to a leopard. Like a leopard? So, very, so that's, that's similar to Daniel 7. Bare feet. Bare feet. No. No mouth shoes. of a lion. Oh, mouth of a lion. In other words, this beast in Revelation 13 is like a conglomeration of all the beasts of Daniel 7. And like last time we were counting up the heads of Daniel 7, and there's seven heads of these beasts in Daniel 7, because the leopard had four heads, and the other three each have one. And so seven heads. The, the horns, he says, represent kings in Daniel 7, that are going to arise up. So in other words, the beast is 
it's a governmental system. It's the it's the states. It's the these nations that are gathered together, and it's coming against the saints, coming against the church. I don't know. Did that answer your question, brother Ed, or no? No, but it was very good. <laughs> <laughs> what was your question? I was wondering why it it had ten heads, or why it had seven heads but ten horns. Well, I I think it's because it's all the it's showing that it's all the beasts of Daniel seven put together. Oh. And then the ten horns are from that fourth beast in Daniel 7, which are ten kings, it said. So oh, okay. that's yeah, that's that's what I think is going on. Going on. And so like the, the heads are like so like like the body of Christ has one head, it's Christ. That's the source. He's the one that we're getting all of our our instructions from, all our authority from. But like some of these beasts have multiple heads, right? They've they've got these different heads that have come together in this one beast. In the division in Daniel 8 that he has, um, he sees a large a goat that comes and rams, the, well, and like headbutts this ram. And the ram, it says, has two horns and the goat has one big horn. And when the, the goat like comes up against this ram and, and stamps the ram to the ground, and then that big horn is broken off and four little horns grow up in its place. And so Daniel's like, what's going on? And the angel tells him, well, the ram is Media Persia, and the reason it had two horns, and one was bigger than the other, it says, is because one represented the Medes and one represented the Persians, and the Persians became stronger than the Medes. So and one of these beasts may, uh, well, the, one of the heads may have different representations. Right, okay. exactly, yeah. And we'll see even later on in Revelation, we actually do get an interpretation in chapter 17, later on in Revelation, of, of what some of these things are. Okay. So we'll, we'll look at that as we, as cool. we go further. But for right now, we, we, we can look at the reference from Daniel, and we can see that just like in Daniel, the, the nations were represented as beasts. And here again, we see a beast that looks like all these other nations that he saw that's rising up against the people of God. We also see here that uh, we talked a lot last time. Why is he depicting them as beasts, as lions and bears and leopards and, you know, with the teeth? And what if... I'll let you guys answer. Why, why is he... Why animals? Why these kinds of animals? They're strong. They're strong. Good. Yeah, what else? They're great predators. They huh? pre predators of the earth. Yeah, predators of the earth. Good. And, and, you, and when you think about nations in that way, you know... You think about them like these prowling lions and leopards, like bears that are rampaging through or whatever. And so he's not comparing them, uh, except for the in, or in Daniel, the lion got compared to a man. It was stood up on its feet like a man. But he's contrasting it with the son of man who ultimately receives the power and dominion with these beasts. The nations are like beasts that are just trying to destroy and eat and they're following their natural beastly desires. And, you know, like that's the kind of image that he's he's giving us here and then what did, what else did we learn about the beast last time it came up from the sea did you want to comment anymore i don't know that we really talked about that last time it parted the, the lion and the the lion and the eagle wings were parted yeah yeah that happened what didn't also the creatures um that were like first locusts came from the sea to the bottom they came from the bottomless pit, yeah. And it, it's interesting because in Revelation 9, those locust things came up out of the bottomless pit. And then in Revelation 11, we're told the beast comes from the bottomless pit. And then chapter 13, we're told it comes from the sea. And what, what I didn't realize until the last couple of years is that the Jews thought of the sea and hell being 
synonymous. Oh, really? So, like, in, like at the end of Revelation, when he says, um, in the new heavens and the new earth, there's no sea. And we're like, oh, no beachfront property. <laughs> like, like, like we're, we're, I don't get it. But it's because in their mind, oh. the sea represented death. The sea represented oh, chaos. Wow. The sea represented, that's where monsters mm. come from. That's where hell is. That's and, why they call them the part beast of the sea then i guess yes yeah i think so it's like calling it a beast from hell is well, then, uh, that gives so much more power to the fact that jesus called the sea yes exactly and he walked on the water yes. because even though they were fishermen the disciples yeah, right. hardly would ever go out into the middle of the lake but jesus had them going across all the time and oh. they didn't like that yeah. and then and i'm sure they thought when they were going across and that big storm came up they're like well this is what we get for trying to cross over hell you know like this oh. and uh and then it's, remember the demons when Jesus cast them out of that guy, they say, don't let us go back, and, or don't make us go back to the abyss, is what they said, which is that same word for the bottomless pit. And then the, the pigs end up running down into the sea. You know, like that was the Sea of Galilee that was right yeah, there. Yeah, he drowned himself. Right there and it's not even that big, really. Yeah, not to us. To them, to, it was like huge? Well, to, I mean, the, there was danger, you know, to crossing it because of those wow, storms. that's amazing. To think, it was, it was today, like, the world is so yeah, small. It's like a, you know, because yeah, we can go anywhere so. in the world pretty much, but to them, like, even crossing that, it was like a big lake almost. It was. It was like Carter Lake almost. Like, yeah, like something like that. Oh, it wasn't wow. even that Sports huge. Yeah, yeah, it was... Yeah, it was about it's that. It's pretty time. long, but yeah. They did. They had a different perspective. You're right. Yeah, you're right. Though I never that does put it in big perspective, like that, like walking on water and yeah, going in the yeah. sea and everything like Jesus that. Jesus walking on water yeah. was a huge yeah. deal. Yeah. yeah. What were you saying? I say, could it have been bigger though at the time? Well, that, global warming. Well, yeah, they so. did cover well, I, mean, just I don't think so. It's all these hills. It's yeah. all these hills surrounding it. No, that's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah and but so what if it covered those hills too. Wow. <laughs> I mean, we know there were hills there because Jesus was up on the hills okay. looking down at them on the lake. But yeah, um, maybe but, it was just a little boat. I think. I think we're. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, well, I mean, a little, bit. Well, a little tiny man-made boat. I mean, that would be. And the Sea of Galilee is known for because of those hills surrounding it. Yeah. it like comes the, oh, the, the wind. wind would come it, well, it does. Like they that. they know oh, that yeah. it does that. And so, like, yeah. I was listening to this like fisherman from Alaska or something that was talking about um, when they went to Israel, and he was like, "Oh, come on!" Like, because he's used to Alaska. But then the storm came in. And then, and then this guy's like, I, I see why they, they reacted the way they did, you know, oh, because okay. of, because of, it's something with, with how the, way that, the wind yeah. comes in. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, like Wolf Creek Pass. They say that gets so much snow in right. that area because the San Juans are like the first stop from the winds coming from the West. Oh. That's the first thing that stops them. They kind of build up. So maybe might be a similar situation like that. Yeah. Where it's just yeah, super it's rough. something like that. It's Once they finally build up enough the... momentum to go over them. The... Yeah. Yeah. But it's, that is how they viewed the sea. Like when you see the yeah. sea, it is when you start to go through the scriptures, then looking, looking at it that way that they did is like the sea is like hell. And so even in a, there's a couple places where like in Deuteronomy, he says, um, the word is nigh you, even in your mouth, and, and you don't have to say who will ascend to heaven or who will go across the sea. And then in Ephesians, when Paul quotes that, he's like, who will ascend into heaven for us or who will go into hell for us? You know, like he just, he just, that in his mind, the two are the same, same thing. So, and that is a good, it's good to like think about what the sea means because the first beast comes from the sea, but the second beast is going to come from the earth. 
So it's good for us to be thinking in these terms to try to understand yep. different uh, analogies. Okay. I don't know if we haven't got to this part yet, but haven't we heard that the Antichrist is going to come out of the river Euphrates for some reason? Is that somewhere? No. What? Where did he, well, where did okay, he, so the maybe, maybe I'm sure there's people that teach that. We already read oh. something about the river Euphrates in Revelation okay. chapter 9. Okay, chapter Remember? Nine. And that was when the sixth trumpet sounded. Okay. And there was a 200,000 horsemen uh, that were... Coming because there was four angels bound in the river Euphrates that were loose for that time, and that was when the third part of men was killed. Oh, so. okay. It has to do with World War Three, then, or not? <laughs> <laughs> rules, mom. Rules. It's not in the those those okay. words are not in there. Those words are not. Michael's about to kick you out of the house. <laughs> I know. No. You're bringing confusion in this house. Yeah. Bring confusion. You're gonna get kicked out. What would you call that? <laughs> well, it may be World War 4 or 5. Or, <laughs> who knows what that is? The Bible's certainly not going to call it that because there hadn't even been two World Wars. In, I don't well, think, I don't, they had different world wars than what we would call the, the world wars. The thing is that that wouldn't be a world war because they're coming against two. two weren't, weren't they persecuting the Christians at that time or no? In the Revelation 9? I, well, not specifically. It was. Or it was though, a, when they released the when they released those four, that they're the ones that kill a third of mankind. Uh, a third of mankind, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and then and then that's where it says, and men still didn't repent yeah. of all their sorceries and murders okay. and everything. Um, okay. Or shall I ask, what is the name of blasphemy? Okay, so talking about upon his head, the name of blasphemy. Yeah, that's a good question. Blasphemy. So the on the beast, the beast seven heads are the names of blasphemy. What? Well, so what does the word blasphemy mean? We, we, I think we did touch on this last time, but what does that mean, the word blasphemy? Slander, detraction, speech injurious to another's good name. And, yeah. and I believe she read that last time. <laughs> speech injurious to another's good name. Okay, mm. So blasphemy against God is it's slandering, it's slandering God. So what kind of a name would slander God? What kind of a name on the beast would be injurious to God's good name? Anti-God. Anti yeah. Or like claiming attributes that only belong to God. Like uh, like in 2 Thessalonians where he says, the man of sin will be revealed who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped so that he as God sits in the temple of God proclaiming himself that he is God. Mm -hmm. that's, that's the name of blasphemy, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. When the Jews got so upset with Jesus and were accusing him of blasphemy, it was when he was saying stuff that was claiming that he was God, right? Like when they say, uh, they, they're about to stone him because he says, I and my father are one. And they want to stone him and he says, I've done a lot of good works. What good work are you stoning me for? And they're like, not for a good work, but because you, being a man, made it yourself God. Which was actually the opposite. He, being God, made himself a man. But, oh, okay. And so, but because, because the idea was that he... That, so the mystery of godliness is that God became a man. The mystery of iniquity is man making himself God. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Wow. Isn't that good? I got that from Brother Bernard. <laughs> but it's good stuff. Yeah. Okay, so... So I think the name of blasphemy is... And, Whatever, whatever it is, he's, he's the beast. This governmental system is taking onto itself things that should only well, be Well, he's going to, yeah, he's going to take worship. Yeah. Because that's what, he's going to make people worship. And people are going to worship willingly, too. Right. Because they're going to believe his lies. Because that's the next thing we read, that 
one of his heads received a deadly wound and was healed. And it says, all the world wondered after the beast and said, who is like the beast? Hey, wait a minute. I know, I know worship like that. That's supposed to go to God. Who is like the Lord? Uh, and who was able to make war with the beast? In other words, like nobody could stand against the beast. Well, that's the same kind of stuff people say about God. Worship is when you place anything as the highest thing, you know, the highest, the source of life, the, the highest authority, right? That's worship. And so we, sh that only God should be the highest authority, right? Only God should receive that kind of adulation. And so if somebody else is receiving that worship, then that's blasphemy if it doesn't belong to them. And so that's why, that's why you'll see angels and apostles and stuff. Like when people try to worship them, they're like, no, 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 don't, don't do that. I'm, I'm like you are. And that's why it was so scandalous that Jesus would be worshiped and he would receive worship. You know, that was a big deal because that's saying that he is deserving of that worship. So when Th Thomas falls down, my Lord, oh my God, you know, that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> and if, if he wasn't, then that would be blasphemy. Right, and that's what they—that's what they want to stone him for. That's what they want to put him to death for. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got—I got one question. So yeah. last last week I, I was reading, and uh, on ten it stood out to me about um, he who leads into captivity shall go into captivity. He who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword. And then it says, "Here is the patience and the faith of the saints." But like that, uh, what what does that? I understand the captivity and going into captivity. What what did you all come to, to about the uh, people killing, or he who kills with the sword must be killed with the sword? Can I answer this for yes. This is when Elaine said, that's why I don't have guns. <laughs> you didn't say that. You were arguing for guns last week, weren't you? I don't know. No, because no. when it comes time to use them, are you going to use them? I know. Then that's, like, that's the reason I don't know. Oh, because it's like, when it comes that. time to actually use it, am I going to? No. So, why have one? But I do have a stun gun. Point. <laughs> so, you will be stunned. Okay, I can handle that. Well, and what, yeah, we yeah. Shot game. We, yeah, yeah, we got into we some... Did, we had a really good discussion about this last time. Mm -hmm. And yeah. ben, ben brought up some cool stuff about it. Because, you know, it's funny. The other translations don't say it like that. The other translations say something like... Uh, he Actually, does anybody have another translation well, that they're reading? My, mine's the New King James Version, so... Oh, okay. So, so the King James and the New King James must say the same thing. Oh, and then okay. the other ones don't. Like ESV and it's NIV and stuff say... Um, they make light of it. Right? They, they, well, they say like, uh, he who... Um, who must be led will be led or something. Yeah, yeah. Isn't it makes it just sound like, like, look, if you're going to be led into captivity, you're going to be led in... Like, it's almost like a tautology. Like it's know? predestined for yeah, a certain... Yeah, yeah. It's certain... more says it like that. But with the King James, it's more like what Jesus told Peter in the New King James, where he says, put away your sword. He who lives by the sword will die by the sword. Oh, so it's, okay. And, so that's kind of what it's referencing. Yeah. Okay. And it's what, and what we were talking about last time, like what Ben was talking about was that uh, in the scriptures, we always see these turnarounds where the very thing that the enemies of God's people wanted to do to them, yeah. that happens to the enemies. Okay. So like Haman makes a gallows for Mordecai. Yeah. And then he ends up getting hanged on his own gallows, you know. Okay. And yeah. and when the king says, "What should I do for a man that the king really wants to honor?" Haman thinks he's talking about him, and he's so he he tells him exactly how he would want to be honored, and the king's like, "Oh, that's good. Go do that for Mordecai," you know. And, and so, 
Okay. Mordecai gets the honor that Haman wanted, and Haman gets the punishment that he had planned for Mordecai, right? Yeah. And then the same, and I like the examples Ben gave, like when those guys threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into yeah. the fiery furnace, and they were killed by the heat, you know, the, oh, the, yeah. the men yeah. who planned for Daniel to go into the lion's den, they get thrown into the lion's den with their families, you know? Yeah. And so, the, and so it's, yeah, that reversal, that judgment that they wanted to execute on God's people, God reverses it around. So that that's what happens to them instead, you know. Yeah, it, it's like the judgment where it, when you judge one another, shall be judged to you. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's what Jesus said. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. exactly. And so here is the patience and faith of the saints, because when uh, if we'll just hold out, right, we know that God is the one who's ultimately going to vindicate us. God's ultimately the one who's going to avenge us. And so, but He does acknowledge there is we are going to be led into captivity. And we are going to be killed with the sword, right? Or the saints are, right? Yeah. Dude. Which is us. And so, if the, if this, and, but here's the patience and faith of the saints because you know that that's not the end of the story. There is going to be a reversal one day. And then that's when we discussed having guns and everything else. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, because it is, um, we do, we don't want to fight the way that the beast fights. You know, we want to, our our example is a lamb, you know, that was slain, and that's the how the victory was won, you know. So yeah, and Jesus said, if he's, "You're gonna be smite you on your right cheek, let me smite you, smite you on your left cheek as well." Yeah. So we saw blasphemy. We saw power is given to him forty two months. He's prevailing over the saints and over the nations, and. Uh, now we're going to see another beast. So it's not looking too good for the saints, but in the middle, he interjects that lesson. Here is the patience and faith of the saints. If anyone has an ear to hear, let him hear. He was given power over every kindred and tongues and nations. Did we yeah, Sister Rochelle said our guns are different. Worship is how the battle is won. Oh, so there you go. Is that on your watch? I, I think is I'm that reading that with the right yeah. emphasis. She might have said, no, our guns are different. But I'm reading it as our guns are different. We have different kinds of guns. Okay. Tell us if that's what you meant, Sister Rochelle. But yeah, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, right? Yeah. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. She said I'm correct. So, <laughs> okay, yeah, we have, and Hector actually said that last week too. He held up his Bible. He said, "This is our sword." Oh, you know, okay. this is, okay. and we, and it, it was, it is cool how many times we've seen weapons coming out of the mouth in this so far. Okay. In, uh, in the two witnesses, the fire came from their mouth, and we compare that to Jeremiah, where he, he says, "I'll make the words in your mouth like fire." We, Jesus has a sword coming out of his mouth, right? So that we have a more powerful weapon, but it's a different kind of weapon. So. Okay, let's read from verses 11 through 15. Then I saw another beast coming up out of the earth. I was just like, oh, we're finally reading. <laughs> and he had two horns like a lamb that spake like a dragon. And he exceeds in the mouth of authority of the beast and his presence. And he causes the earth for those to dwell in it in the worship of the first beast and the deadly wound was healed and he performs great signs so that he even makes them come down and from heaven and the earth and the sight of men and who deserves these who the <coughs> devil on the earth which signs which he was 
gained and in the sight of the beast, telling the image to the beast, and he was wounded by the sword and lived. Okay, so uh, what do we see here? You gotta give me some observations um, for verses 11 to 14. Come up out of the earth. Okay, so came up out of the earth, this beast. So we see like this beast coming from hell in essence. And this beast comes from the earth. So what do you guys think the difference is there? One's water and one's... One's what? One's water and one's... <laughs> it's, a, it's a false... Pro- uh, one's a water dragon and the other one's a... <laughs> a land dragon. <laughs> a land dragon. What are you saying, Arthur? Referencing that we're on earth. Right, you're referencing something with humanity. Yeah, there is, there is something... There's something demonic, right, behind... I mean, the, the dragon's the one giving power to the first beast, so that makes sense. Even, even though it's probably representing this human system, but this system itself is, like, from hell, you know? Just like we talked about the king of Babylon, the king of Tyre being the, these uh, evil angelic beings or whatever. But this beast is from the earth, so this is coming out of the realm that we live in, right? This is something that's originating in our realm, you know? So it's not from heaven, it's not from... I mean, it's ultimately going to have the power of hell, but it's from the earth. So just keep that in, in it, mind, you know. It, it, is, it, is it a false? Because it's saying it's, um, and he exercises all the authority of the first beast in his presence, causing the, causing the earth and those who dwell in it to worship the first beast. beast. Yeah. His deadly wound was healed. Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah, one is yeah, like the healing. cheerleader of the first beast. This one. is a little puppy. Yeah. So it's, it has the authority of that first beast. But it's directing everybody's attention to worship the first beast. So, in other words, it's it Biden it's the Biden. same thing as God and Jesus, almost. In other words, that was a joke. It's blasphemy. It's blasphemy because the first one is is acting as God, and then right. the second one is acting like Jesus. Yeah. It's blasphemy because that you know what I'm saying, and they're trying to get them. Making it like it's two gods instead of one. Well, it's so. In other words, it's trying to. Sh- that's what it's trying to show. Like, well, it, I think the first one is trying to be presented as Jesus, like with a deadly wound that's healed. You know, like a resurrection type situation. Yeah. A a uh, and receiving worship. And this mm-hmm. one, this this second beast is more like like I think somebody said a prophet. Actually, later on in Revelation, it re- refers to the false prophet, and I think it's referring to this second beast. Yeah, because then it's okay. like a dragon. Yeah, yeah. Are there saying like three beasts? Because there's the dragon that is There's the dragon, the first beast, and the second beast. Yeah. Yeah. So the dragon we know is Satan. It's the devil. It's the power behind these other earthly things. And then the first beast is like the governmental side. And then the second beast seems to me. Well, okay, so let's observe, observe some things. It wants, it's trying to get everybody to worship the first beast. That's one thing. Yeah. We thought, did you say it spoke like a dragon? I think we need it. Well, yeah, it, say, it says it has two horns. Good, yeah. Like a lamb. Go ahead, yeah. And then it says he speaks as a dragon. Yeah. Yeah, so what does that tell us? It's a false prophet. But that's why I'm saying he's presenting them as a lamb. Oh, I see. So, he's presenting himself yeah. like Jesus. It's yes, a dragon correct. in yeah, yeah, yeah. clothing. It is. It's a dragon. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It's oh, okay. it's. It looks like a lamb. It looks like something good and meek, but it's speaking like a dragon again. Mm-hmm. By what it's saying, we know. No, you talk like the devil. You're you look like Jesus, but you're talking like the devil. Yeah. yeah. Revelation nineteen twenty. It says, "Then the beast was captured, 
and with him the false prophet who worked the signs in his presence by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. Yes. The yeah, so we have an identification there. What it's what this beast that's describing right now, we're yeah. getting the first introduction, the description, and later on it's just gonna call it the false prophet. Yes. Right? So good. So um, are you saying the first beast is the Antichrist and the second one's just the, the a prophet of him? Or so, the first one's a beast the and the second's prophet. the Antichrist? No, because because the dragon the dra well I think I think the second one would be the Antichrist, right? Yeah, that's 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 what I'm thinking. But it sounds like because you're, you're saying the the first the first beast is the all the kingdoms, right? Right. Yeah. The first Satan's the, the dragon the behind it, get, gathering the the all the nations together. But then they have to have somebody who's gonna rise up. Well, who's gonna be the face and who's gonna bring right. peace for? Uh, and that's the Antichrist. Which it sounds like, but I mean, not a, the false prophet or. Well, let's let's keep reading and see what what it and says. See what so it says. There hasn't been any identification of Antichrist, so I, right. I don't want to use those terms. But the the first beast, right? They they both have a spirit of Antichrist mm -hmm. because the beast is receiving worship, and the false prophet looks like a lamb but speaks like a dragon. I think they're all the Antichrist, right? Yeah, they are all they are all anti. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> this is the spirit of Antichrist. So, and so, and the, yeah, we do know there is a man of sin that's going to rise up, right? And so, I we'll we'll look at some of those verses a little bit. Um, this the second beast um, does great wonders, makes fire come down from heaven in the sight of men. What? Not that. What do we do? What do we do with that? But. That he makes fire come down from heaven. Well, what do you think? What should we do with that verse? You don't know. Because I don't know. Because I don't know. Yeah, that would be my initial thought too, right? What? Yeah, if somebody's causing fire to come down from heaven, like Elijah, that's pretty impressive, right? He's doing miracles and wonders. He's uh, he's deceiving them that dwell on the earth by means of the miracles. Yeah, that was their answer, kind of. You said that Elijah, because, I mean, if people, if there are people who think that Jesus isn't the Messiah, and they think that Elijah still has to come back first yeah. before the Messiah, so they're thinking that this, the second beast is, wait, whoever's calling down fire from heaven yeah. is Elijah. They can think that's Elijah pointing to Jesus. Yeah, pointing to the, the Messiah. I, I would be very surprised if there were some people that didn't attribute this to Elijah, you know? Like, oh, yeah, we've been waiting for Elijah. Look, this guy's falling down fire from heaven, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's the, that's the deception. And, and the, things, yeah. the thing is, too, it, say, it says in the sight of men. So, obviously, the fire is actually going to be seen by... Right, people are going to see this. They're going to see this fire yeah. coming down. And because he looks like a lamb, he looks like Elijah, right? But, but what he's saying, he's telling him to worship the beast, yeah. to worship the image of the beast. Yeah. And yeah, an image. So that should give everybody right. a clear sign yeah. because we're not to worship any images. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, in our modern yeah. world, like reading, if you would have read the Bible like two hundred years ago, you're like, how are they going to deceive the whole world? Like, there's no way to con connect with everyone. Well, now, mm -hmm. like, I can connect with someone in Singapore like that. And well, like, yeah, it's going to be easy to yeah, have yeah, an like, image easy. made that can. Everybody, or it could be yeah. on TV. Yeah. Where everybody could see they it on TV. The whole world. Yeah. And so, yeah, how do we know 
false prophets that are performing miracles when we see them, you know? And uh, and actually, all the way back in Deuteronomy, we because have... There, because we're, we should know, though, too, because the only time we're... Jesus is going to come back. So... So anything, anything before that is it's false. Not Jesus, yeah. because because he's gonna we, come back in the cloud. In the, yeah, yeah right. Clouds. And we're gonna go up to meet him in the air yeah. at the same time. And and yeah, so this is this should be sobering because people, you would think that you can go with the ones that are doing miracles, and these calls them miracles. Like these are yeah, signs yeah. and wonders that so are being done. Miracles, and uh, and we do have like in Job. Remember. Um, one of the things, when God told Satan, uh, you know, you can do whatever you want with your, his stuff, just don't touch the man himself. One mm-hmm. of the things that happens is this fire comes from heaven and consumes the sheep. Mm-hmm. And so, and I remember thinking about that one time and I was like, if, like, because I was thinking Job is blaming God through the whole book. Like, why, why, you know, and you think if, and so I was putting myself in his place. I'm like, yeah, fire came from heaven. That would look like God himself was destroying my sheep, you know? Like, that's what I would oh, I would think. I would have that, that mentality. Right. But it was Satan. We know it was Satan. So he has that ability, apparently, right? Mm-hmm. To bring down fire from heaven. And, and in this case, we see this false prophet is able to, to do that. Well, he has a his appointed time. Yes. So it's not like he allowed him to do it all the time, right. but he gave he him. The, he yeah, gave yeah. it that. There's God no still has to give him the. Yeah, absolutely. he's still living absolutely. in that. He's like, yeah. okay, here's your time. Here's your what is it? Three and a half years. Yeah. Oh, here's your. Yeah, and God told us this would happen in a couple of places. So what are some of the places that we can think of? Uh, like, well, obviously here in Revelation, but where else do we see Him warning us not to just follow miracles if they don't? Uh, was it Matthew or? Good, yeah. In Matthew, he says there are many false Christ. What's that? They cast out demons in his name? Yeah, yeah. And he says, I never knew you. <laughs> yeah. He, yeah. In Matthew, he says, many false prophets and many false Christs will arise and will deceive many. And if they say to you, look, here he is or there, don't listen. And that's why, remember, Agnar, when he called me and that those people were saying that Jesus had already come back? Oh, yeah. And I went, I said, hey, the Bible talks about you. Do you remember, I don't know if you yeah, remember what we talked about, but I was like, yeah. it says, man... Many will come and say, here is Christ, or he's uh-huh. there, don't believe him. And uh, we were talking about how it says that he'll be like the lightning from one end of heaven to the other, and all that stuff. But what did they say? You're talking about those people at Walmart? Yeah, they said he was yeah. in Korea. Here he is in Korea. What? you talking about those people at Walmart? Yeah. They come up to you? Yeah. Oh. I don't know where they found Eggnar, but... Oh. Well, Eggnar is finally... I think it was Walmart. Matthew 24, 24. Just so you have... Yeah, go ahead. Read it. I don't like shopping at Walmart. Too many false prophets. Where there shall arise false Christ and false prophets <laughs> shall show great signs and wonders, insomuch that if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. Right. And so that means that these aren't going to be miracles that we could easily explain away. Right? We won't be able to just say, oh, well, that probably wasn't real. Like, they see the fire falling from heaven. So if it were possible, they would deceive the very elect, the very chosen of God. Right? But it's not possible. Why? Because we... Because we, we know. Because we know. This. Right. And how do we know? Because it's not just like... We, we don't want to be like, um, you know, the people who are persecuting the apostles. And whenever there's a miracle... Because there's some people today that discount all miracles altogether. Because they don't want to be deceived. And oh. so they don't believe that any healings or any miracles oh, are happening. Right? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. And that's why... Many churches. Uh, really? They're called yeah. cessationists. 
Is that what they right? Cessationists. Oh, it means that they believe all miracles stopped after the apostles. Oh, wow. Um, okay, I know they believe that tongues stopped, but... Yeah, no, they believe, like, all miracles stopped, and so they're oh, very okay. suspicious, They okay. and they want to explain away any kind of healings or miraculous oh, wow. things that happen. I didn't know that. And so... That yeah. yeah, and so we don't want to be like that, right? No. We don't want to become so cynical, but we, we have a test. What are How do we test? What do we know from Scripture? Got me there, Michael. Well, yeah, so we, we look at their fruits. That's what Jesus said. Beware of false prophets who come to you in, okay. in uh, sheep's clothing, but inwardly they're ravening wolves, or who come in lamb's horns, but inwardly they, they're dragons, right? So they speak like a dragon, and we'll know them okay. by their fruits, right? So we, we can tell by what they're saying. If it's not lining up with what the lamb would say, if it's more like what the dragon would say, then okay. it doesn't matter how many miracles they do, right? We had that group that was coming to Bible study that claimed that they had done a bunch of miracles in India and stuff, mm -hmm. and... Uh, and, but their doctrine was not in not line with that. the yeah. scripture. They they spoke against Jesus. They spoke, like, you know, they, there was things that were not that were not right. And uh, you know, and then eventually, that that's what they said. Oh. I didn't yeah. see any miracles, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they had lots of stories about miracles. Yeah, okay. you know, and even if I saw them do a miracle, I would have to say like, I don't know where this power is, you know, coming from. I don't know if God's doing it for the person receiving it in faith, or if this is something from the devil, you know, yeah, but yeah. Um, I can't go along with your teaching because it's what the dragon says. It's not what Lance says. So, and look at this. Go to Deuteronomy 13 real quick. Because even back in the Old Testament, there was a... Nice, we're going to finish another book. <laughs> another chapter. Deuteronomy what? 13. Um, and just the first... Five verses, if, if somebody would read the first five verses. If there arise among you a prophet or a dreamer of dreams and giveth thee a sign or a wonder, and the sign or the wonder come to pass, whereof he spake unto thee, saying, Let us go after other gods which thou hast not known, and let us serve them. Thou shalt not hearken unto the word of that prophet or that dreamer of dreams. For the Lord your God proveth you to know whether ye love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, ye shall walk after the Lord your God and fear him and keep his commandments and obey his voice, and ye shall serve him and cleave unto him. And that prophet or the dreamer of dreams shall be put to death because he has spoken you, he has spoken to turn you away from the Lord your God, who brought, which brought you out of the land of Egypt and redeemed you out of the house of bondage to thrust thee out of the way which the Lord God, thy God, commanded thee to walk in. So shalt thou put the evil way away from the midst of thee. Sorry, I can't wait. No, no, no. So he says, hey, there might be some that arise from among you, from the earth, that do a sign or a wonder, a prophet or a dreamer of dreams, well, that does a sign or a wonder, and that it comes to pass, but how do you know that it's false, even though he's doing a sign or wonder that comes to pass? They follow other gods. Yeah. He's telling you to follow other gods, right? Yeah. He's telling you to go walk away from the Lord, trying to get you away from the Lord, who brought you out of the land of Egypt, and follow another god. And then he says, and you should put that person to death, right? This is in Israel, um, under, the, under the Old Covenant. But he says, you should put them to death because the Lord is testing you. That's why he's able to do this sign or this wonder. God allowed him to do a miracle, to test you to see whether you love the Lord your God or not, right? And we see a similar thing happening in Revelation. 
And we, we have one more case uh, I wanted to read. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. What chapter are you saying? 2. 2. 2. Okay. Where should I read In verse uh, 8. And then shall the wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth, and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming, whose coming is after the working of Satan, with all power and signs and lying wonders. And with all deceive, deceivableness, deceivableness, deceivableness <laughs> of righteousness is them to that, them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth, but they might be saved. And for those good, those, for those causes, God shall send them strong delusion, and they should believe a lie, and they all might be them who believeth not the truth, but had pleasure in. Unrighteousness. Okay, this is this is kind of sobering, right? Because he says um, somebody could come. There, he says somebody will come. The wicked one will come, whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders. Somebody who's going to be doing miracles, and he says God is sending people a strong delusion. This is a strong delusion, like that. If it were possible, even the very elect would be deceived. But that people will be, believe a lie. But what's really instructive for us is who is going to buy into this? Who will believe the lie? There's a, there's a type of people that won't receive the lie, even won't receive the strong delusion, even though it's a strong delusion. And there's a type that will. And, and what is the difference? I think it's the people that don't know the word of truth, right? Well, what much, did it say? Because it's, it's called... They have pleasure in unrighteousness. So that's one thing. They have okay. pleasure in unrighteousness. That's what they enjoy unrighteous yes, evil. things. And they'll be able to be deceived, evil. right? Yeah. But also, what about the other people? They received not a what for the truth? It has to do with the truth. the truth. Not the truth. They didn't receive a love for the truth, oh, they might sorry. be saved, right? If you're going to be saved, you're going to have to love the truth, not yeah. unrighteousness, right? Yes. Those are the two options. Some people love what they do in the flesh. They love their sin. They love the drinking. They love the fornicating. They love the drugs. They love... The selfishness. They love the, right? They love unrighteousness. Some people love the truth. I think those are the only two categories of people. Do you love the truth or do you love unrighteousness? Yeah. Right? And if and you have to love the truth more than your comfort. Right? Because some people are, they grow up in a church and like we're talking about with Nanette's husband and stuff. Um, that And they're stuck in their way of thinking. That's not a love for the truth. Yeah. Because you're not going where God would lead. Right? Yeah. And here's, and the, but the funny thing is that we have to be open to where the truth is actually leading, where God's truth is actually leading. Um, God is proving this. Do you love the Lord your God or not? And if there's signs and wonders from God, I want to follow those things. But there is a category, like the magicians in Moses' day, of people who have the power of Satan to do crazy stuff. Yep. And I don't want to be deceived by that. And the way we're not going to be deceived is that we're going to have to listen and say, okay, you look like a lamb, but you speak like a dragon. Uh -huh. and, and I know what you're saying isn't true, regardless of what lying. you're doing. I don't understand how you're yeah. doing this, but your coming is with lying wonders. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, any other thoughts on that? Well, let me um, take the truth of God on YouTube and yeah. they'll take the scripture and they're like, how could... God loved if he lets people that don't believe burn. Yeah. It's like, yeah. well, maybe if they say 
okay, this is the plan yeah. that we're going to go with. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And when somebody doesn't have a love for the truth, they, they can put up all kinds of things as a smokescreen for why they're not accepting the truth, right? Yeah. So they'll say, oh, how could God let these people suffer or whatever. Yeah, what about my grandmother? Yeah. Are you saying yeah. she's in hell? Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> but that's not a, that's beside the point. The question isn't, like, let's worry about the implications later. First, let's yeah. establish, is this true? Yeah, right. Is yeah. this the truth of God's word or not? Yeah. You know? I was brought up in the church and they said... They were following the Bible, and they would read certain scriptures, and you had a certain picture in your mind from what they read, but as I got older, some of the stuff didn't make sense. Right. So I said, well, I'll start with the Bible, read it, get the Bible study, and anything that doesn't, not just as said, you know, they both can't be true, so I'm going to pick the Bible for my truth and not what... That's it. That's it. Like God be true and every man a liar. And, where we have to come. and then so that led me to a little church on the other side of the tracks because you know they were preaching oneness in Jesus' name and they said, you know, stay away from them. Yeah, 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 right. That's good. That's good. Okay, do we want to power through the mark of the beast or should we call it quits here? Power through. Power through mark of the beast? Yeah, I What do y'all think? Power, power, power. <laughs> Okay. No, I mean, where we at? Because uh, are, are you having... Then we, then we won't have Bible study for two weeks after no? this. Yeah. I, I guess. We can. Yeah, not till next year. We can go for it. Were we on 14 or what? Wow. Okay. Well, we, yeah, we went through, through 14. Through 14. So okay, so 15 through 18? Yeah. yeah. And he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. And he causeth all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark, or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let him that hath understanding count the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man, and his number is six hundred three score and six. And I just want to point out a pet peeve. Everybody says the number is six six six, but it's six hundred and sixty six, and that's different. Yeah. Wait, now what is it? Six hundred. It's six hundred and sixty-six. So it's so just If you write it sixty-six, yeah. it looks like. And the reason it's different is because some people have said, like, people said Ronald Reagan was the oh, Antichrist because his, his first, six, yeah, his six, first, middle, and last name all had six letters in them. Yeah. And so, but they're not even reading carefully because <laughs> that's not what yeah. it says. But anyways. Yeah, but it, when you write, I mean, if you put them together, it does look like six hundred and sixty-six. Okay, okay, so I jumped to the end there, but I, I just thought that was, it's funny how people don't read this carefully. But what do you guys notice? Let's talk about what observations we have. Okay. He had power to give life unto the image of the, the beast. the image of the beast. That's yeah. interesting. Image. That the image of that the beast should both speak. The image will speak. It sounds really strange, but we have this technology that has video on it. <laughs> so I don't know images that talk to us. Well, and even even beyond that, there's people that say like uh, a lot of Catholics believe that they've seen uh, images come to life and provide healing and yeah, speak and to like, them. 
That was that was really popular in like I I think it was like the like the late nineties or something like that. Yeah. They were seeing like the Virgin Mary and like potato chips or oh, something yeah. on oh, But yeah. but you remember what that was really popular in like the nineties, <laughs> early two thousands. No, yeah, they would find image image yeah. and everything. Yeah. I, it's funny how you allowed that comment. <laughs> <laughs> the statues or the statues with the, the crying, were crying. Yeah, yeah. tears of blood. I've, I've yeah. let a lot of comments slip by tonight. <laughs> uh, like the World War Three. So Biden, Obama. <laughs> well, I'm not trying to say that that. I'm not trying to say that that's like. I'm not trying to relate it to. I'm just saying that that's. That, you talked about Catholics saying images, and I was. Right, I'm just saying yeah. that how. People were were, yeah. were that that was exactly. they they were bringing that up a lot. Try, try, they were trying to find that. And then save the chip and stuff because they think, oh yeah. But they, you know, they also seen yeah, Elvis. Elvis and the, oh, the toast. The <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't really think that's exactly what's talking about. But think about um, like in the Old Testament. One of the critiques of idols is they say, oh, these idols that have eyes but don't see and ears that don't hear, mouths that don't speak, and you're going to fall down and worship them. But now all of a sudden, here's an idol that does speak, an image that does speak, and that does, like, and that can, it has power to kill those who won't worship it. And all of a sudden, that changes the game for people, right? But, it, but it's, what's interesting is that we, ourselves, are walking, talking images that have power to kill right oh, we we, we're the image of god yeah. right okay. and so what it is it's, it's an image that now has power to kill and to uh and to speak and you know and so and there's always this uh this push to worship images right and to yeah. worship the image and to worship the beast yeah and yeah and, it, and uh, you know you can't I can't help but think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego again. You know, Nebuchadnezzar the king makes an image of gold. He says, when you hear the sound of the music, everybody fall down and worship or you'll be thrown into a burning, fiery furnace. Mm-hmm. And that's the same kind of thing that it's describing here. I really like how you just said that because it, like, puts it in more of a perspective. Y'all know Revelation's not my favorite book. Um, and it's because I grew up, like, being afraid of the beast and the mark of the beast and how am I going to say no if I can't live or eat and all this other stuff. But whatever you put it in that way of just, like, he's an image. That's it. And he has power to kill. We're images. We have power to kill. Like, it's really nothing more than a human. Yeah. Honestly. Like, yeah. no more power Ultimately, than there's have. no more substance than... Yeah. Than, okay. yeah. And there is... There's spiritual powers at work in both... This is a battle of images, <laughs> right? Yeah. And we're the image of God with the power of the Holy Ghost. And then this beast and this false prophet are working with the power of the dragon and of Satan behind them, you know? And so, and they're able to do a lot of things that make people say, oh yeah, we're worshiping the beast. We're worshiping the image. We're falling down to this system. But we're going to have to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Because even right now, there's lots of people that want us to worship the image of the beast and the governmental systems of the world and stuff right now they want us to worship those things instead of god right they want political systems and news outlets and everything they don't have any money unless people are buying into what they're selling they thrive off of either fear or or or, yeah mostly fear but they and they thrive off of like you know radical like devotion you know what else is radical devotion but worship, right? Yeah. We, and so when, when we give too much devotion to a governmental system or a man or a, 
you know, a church leader or, you know, anything, we are taking, we're, we're missing it because our worship is supposed to be reserved for Jesus and then it's being given to this image of the beast and he's going to cause all to worship this image of the beast, right? And... Mm-hmm. All small, in great, rich and poor, free and right. bond to receive a mark. A mark in their right hand or their forehead. And, um, and so we talked about this some, but this, and this will be contrasted directly in the next chapter, so it's a bummer that we have a couple weeks, but um, we saw already uh, a form of a mark, except for it was a seal that was given, right, in, to people's foreheads in chapter 7, and that was the seal of God. So this is a battle of which mark you're getting, which seal you're getting, right? It's a battle of the foreheads. What is on your forehead? What's in your forehead? Is it the seal of God, or is it the mark of the beast? Where are you receiving it? And... Uh, it's the right hand or the forehead. And can we think of anywhere else in Scripture? We've, And this is one of the reasons I wanted to try to step back from all the, like, trying to assign these things to modern modern uh, events or whatever. Because there's a danger here, I think, that in missing the bigger picture of what's going on. Well, can and it just I can, be symbolic, like what's in your mind? Can well, you yeah. Well, think, think about where else in the Scripture we see right hand and forehead. Uh, of Some kind of a mark on the right hand and the forehead. Didn't the Jews, they, they wore the Bible verse on their forehead? Yeah, what well, Bible verse was it? Oh, that should find it first. I didn't find that in hand and shall wear it as frontless between the eyes. Yeah, 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 good. Yes, excellent. In Deuteronomy, and what what is the context of that? Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart and with all thy soul and with all thy mind and with all thy strength. And these words which I command you this day will be in thine heart, and thou shalt teach them diligently to your children and write them on your gates and put them as a sign between your eyes and as on your right hand, right? That was my left hand. On your right hand. <laughs> and... Uh, and, and, and that's so powerful because hero Israel, the Lord our God is one and love him only with all of your being is supposed to be right on their forehead and in their right hand, right? And then here we see the beast and he wants to put a mark on the right hand or the forehead, you know? That it's in direct oh, okay. competition. Direct it's competition. in direct. And so it's, it's mocking the seal it of is, God. It is, exactly. Yeah. It's, and all of this we've seen is an imitation, yeah. right? It's trying to take God's glory. He wants worship. He wants to receive the 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 beast. Wants people to say, "Who is like the beast?" You know, take all the glory away from from God. And the high priest, he was to receive a uh, a, a gold plate on his forehead on the um, the uh, miter is the, it's like a turban that thing, and the gold plate is supposed to say, "Holiness to Yahweh." Like so, he literally would have the name of God on his forehead. Mm-hmm. And and people would see that he is dedicated to the Lord. He is set apart for the Lord, right? But the beast wants his name on your forehead. The the false prophet is telling you, no, worship the beast. Get his name on your forehead and in your hand. And we have instead the seal of God that is supposed to be on our foreheads. There's that's the, the contrast here. So the way we're able to tell if they're a false prophet is if what they say doesn't align with the Bible. Yeah, exactly. Because all this stuff I, I learned, I teach my brother. Mm. Like, 
Watch out for people that are fake. Yeah. Watch out for this. Yeah. If they're trying to get you to worship anyone other than Jesus. Yeah, there you, you know, go. That. Then, that. Then. If they try to make you worship other gods. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, or, or even people or yeah, governments yeah, exactly. or churches or whatever. Like any, anything other than, than God. What a question. What do you think it means to count the number of the beast? So it's the same word for like, um, like in Romans, he says, reckon yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive unto God, or um, or the word imputed, like it was imputed to him for righteousness, like I believe God was imputed to him for righteousness. And so it means calculate, it means reckon, it means uh, make, like make an account of. Maybe? Like, like, yeah, so it, it's literally an accounting word, like, uh, account, uh, but it's, it's in the sense of, like, you know, you're reckoning, you're, you're, you're assigning he's it. telling you, like, like, think about this and, uh-huh. and make sure you have an understanding, right? He's, okay. he's telling you, understand the number of the beast. Under, I want you to calculate it out. I want you to so count So what's the it. number of the beast again? So it's 666. 600. Three so score like and six. No, no, no. no. Right. Six hundred sixty-six. So why, why six hundred sixty-six? If you say yeah, so man was created on day six, right? Yeah. But and the Lord it's short of God's God's perfection. Good. Yes, exactly. Falling. That's exactly what I. Why I think that's the number. It's falling short of God's perfection. Six will never. It's never seven, right? It's just short, right? Six is. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's it's six hundred and sixty six. It falls short in every <laughs> every decimal, you know. <laughs> yeah. And what does three mean? To have three of them next to each other. Yeah, I mean, I heard somebody say, but I don't know where they got it from. So I'm, that's why I was hesitating. So he's like, three is also a because uh, there's a dragon and then there's two beasts. Oh, oh that's good. Go. Yeah, dragon yeah. two beasts. That's good. Each one has their number they're six. All, they're all Ooh, incomplete. They all, they all fall six. short. And and think about it in this way. So we have the perfect lamb, right? We have, and then we have the false prophet who looks has horns like a lamb, but he's not a complete lamb. He's not, he's also got the mouth of a dragon, right? We've got the beast who he has this deadly wound that's healed, but it's not a resurrection, you know. And we have the so like all these things where they're imitating God and mocking God and trying to be like God, but they fall short. Fall short. Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, and, and verse 17, like, I don't want to lose the sight of there's this economic pressure. Nobody can buy or sell unless you have the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name, right? And so there is this, like, economic, you're not going to be able to participate in the way the world works if you don't buy in to the beast system. But notice it's the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Isn't that interesting? I, I do want to highlight, because I've had a lot of people ask me, like, well, what if they just start... Uh, automatically putting the mark on babies in hospitals or or like knocking you over the head and you know like, like I've, had, I've had I've had that question a lot and so uh but what we can see here is this is this is more spiritual than it is just a physical yeah. mark right there yeah. may be a physical mark it's not the dividing line isn't a physical mark the dividing line is a spiritual worship yeah. right it's whose name are you bearing and you can bear the name of the beast without ever having a physical mark. You know what I mean? Like you can, you can, just like we are bearing yeah, those the name that, of Jesus. Those that don't repent. Yeah, yeah. You can say you're following Jesus and still have the mark of the beast. You can still have his name emblazoned across your forehead. We believe that we're marked with Jesus, that we have the seal of God on us. 
it, and you you either have one or the other already, I believe. You you already either have the mark of the beast or the seal of God. Now, there's going to be obviously this this. There's a system that still is yeah, going to be impl implemented. There's a system that's really going to flesh it out more strongly, right? And there's yeah. going to be that clearer dividing line where people are going to be killed for which side you fall onto. But we're already falling onto the side that we're going to be on, right? Yeah. And and when the beast is having a doing like the false prophets doing miracles like that's not the time to be trying to figure out which side we're going to be on because if you're waiting till then you're going to be deceived like you you need to already know whether you have the mark of the beast on you or not right and if you're buying into this world systems you're already in that place of having the mark of the beast and by the world systems i'm not just talking about the government and the and the schools and stuff like that i'm talking about the way the world thinks and the way the world operates yeah. the way you live right if you're going into bars and just take you know taking everything that they give you and living that way you're following the beast because it's the beastly appetites right if you're if you're uh, buying into this you know the homosexual agendas and all that stuff you're thinking like the beast the, like the flesh right oh love is love that's the way of the beast right that's the number of his name right there you know it's it's presenting something as if it's from god when it falls so short of what's right. what his true abundant life is like all of that is part of the way of the beast yeah. the beast's mode